0: So here's where we pick up the story. It's been quite a while. We've been in the book of Exodus, and we're returning to Exodus today. So let me invite you to open up the Scriptures with me this morning to the book of Exodus, the second book of the Bible. We're in Exodus chapter 25 today, and this is where we enter the story. God is going to dwell among His people. He is going to come reside among His rescued people. And where we enter the story, God tells them, He tells them how he's going to do it and what their role is going to be in welcoming his presence. And so let's look at the word. Let's look at the scriptures as you find your place there in Exodus chapter 25. Uh, Let me invite you uh, to join me standing, whether in body or in spirit, for the reading of God's holy word. Let's hear the word of the Lord today. Exodus chapter 25, beginning in verse 1. The Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites to bring me an offering. You are to receive the offering for me from everyone whose heart prompts them to give. These are the offerings you are to receive from them gold, silver, and bronze blue purple and scarlet yarn and fine linen goat hair ram skins dyed red and another type of durable leather acacia wood olive oil for the light spices for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense and onyx stones and other gems to be mounted on the ephod and breastpiece then have them make a sanctuary for me and i will dwell among them make this tabernacle and all its furnishings exactly like the pattern I will show you. And now skipping over to chapter 35, two verses, verse 21. And everyone who was willing and whose heart moved them came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work on the tent of meeting, for all its service and for the sacred garments. And verse 29 All the Israelite men and women who were willing brought to the Lord free will offerings for all the work the Lord through Moses had commanded them to do. Let's bow together. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we want to hear from you. Lord, instruct us now, guide us now, speak to us now, shape us now according to to your will, by your spirit's presence and guidance through your word. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Well, normally we would jump into various details of the text in order to derive at the various principles and points that are behind each and every text that we walk through in God's Word. That's our typical practice as we open the Word today, and that's sort of what we're going to do today. But what I want to do today is take the broad view. I want to step back and consider the point, consider the message of this particular set of of verses, this particular passage, these instructions from God for the people through Moses, but considering it through the larger picture. And so what's going on here? God is distinguishing his people whom he has rescued from slavery from all the other peoples of the earth. In other words, God is setting his saved people apart. He's setting his people apart to be distinct from the rest of the world. Why? In order to reflect his character. And this is key for us. God doesn't choose Israel based upon their obedience. Rather, God chooses Israel in order to use Israel to spread his fame to the rest of the world. Friends, God calls his rescued people to represent him to the nations of the world. That's what we're going to see as we unpack this text for this morning in light of the... Rest of the message, the rest of the story of God's Word, God calls His rescued people to represent Him to the nations of the world. That's what God was doing with Israel. And that's what He desires to do with you. God wants you, church, to represent Him in this world. He wants us, He calls us to represent Him in this world. God Almighty could use whatever means or channel that He desires to spread the gospel message of sin and repentance, of forgiveness and life, but He has chosen to use the rescued. He has chosen to use the delivered. He has chosen to use the saved to be the channel through which His name and reputation and salvation is known. Friends, by his grace, God chose to dwell among these redeemed slaves. That's what he's instructing them to do, to prepare a, a tent of meat in a tabernacle so that he can reside among them, in the camp with them. He chose to dwell among them, investing deeply in the lives of his people, setting them apart from all the peoples and nations of the world. And as they lived with him and as they lived for him, They would be a beacon of light, shining the light of God's glory and grace to the world around them. Church, the same mission, the same privilege, the same responsibility has been given to us. The church is God's plan to witness to the world concerning the greatness and the grace of God given to us in the gospel of Jesus. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, then Jesus came to his disciples and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Jesus tells his people, go and make other followers of me. Go and tell others about me. Go represent me so that others, people from every nation may come to know my greatness and my grace. I want us to feel the weight of that responsibility today. I want us to, to feel the weight of that mission, that call, that opportunity, that responsibility, and that, that privilege, That the weight of this call to, to represent Jesus. The weight of the responsibility Christ has given us to, to share and to show His love, to be ambassadors of the gospel of Christ, so that people in the world, people of the world in Birmingham and Aniston, and Afghanistan hear that God loves them and cares for them and offers them an eternal relationship through Jesus Christ. I'm so excited that we have a new missions wall right out here in the foyer near the elevator. If you haven't seen it this morning, make sure that you see it today reminding us of this task helping us focus on this opportunity and responsibility to shine the light of the gospel to the nations of the world. Friends, God calls His rescued people to represent Him to the nations of the world. Are you representing Jesus? Are you representing Jesus? Have you taken ownership of This great commission that Jesus gave His followers. Are you living each day for the glory of Christ? Are you making it your aim and your ambition to honor your Savior by shining the light of the gospel of Jesus? Moms, dads, are you representing Jesus in your home? Are you representing Jesus in your home? The the first and primary mission field for Christian parents lies within the four walls... They call home. Parents, are Are we representing Jesus in the home? Are we representing Jesus with those that God has entrusted to us? Are we praying for our children? Are you telling your children the good news of what God has done and taking every opportunity to ensure that your kids hear the gospel and grow up to know and to follow Jesus as Lord? And is Jesus more important than money in your home? Is Jesus more important than sports in your home? Is Jesus more valued and cherished than popularity or entertainment or academic achievement or comfort in your home? Friends, we will never represent Jesus in the world if we're not representing him in our homes. Because God's plan is for parents to pass on the faith to their children, but you know that a, Age group staff, Kelly and David and Austin and I are meeting together regularly and praying and reading and working through how Meadowbrook can best encourage and equip parents to take the lead in teaching their children about Jesus. We're praying and talking about what it means for us to be faithful with family discipleship within this broader church family. Pray for us in this. Pray. Pray that Meadowbrook would be comprised of children and students and parents and grandparents faithfully representing Jesus in the home. I want you to imagine the impact if that was the case in every home represented in our church family. Imagine if the families who made up this church family were regularly gathering around the table and praying together and sharing truth from God's word together, engaging in family devotionals and discipleship together, and even serving in the community together. Imagine the impact on our families and on the families that they are in contact with. Imagine the impact not only on our kids and our parents and our grandparents. Imagine the impact on the friends of our kids. And the parents of the friends of our kids. And on one another, imagine the impact if we faithfully represented Jesus in our home. Friend, are you representing Jesus in your home? And let me ask you another question this morning. Are you representing Jesus in your community? Are you representing Jesus in your community? Who do you know who may not know Christ? Who is the Lord put in your path? who needs to know Christ, will you tell them? Friend, will you share Jesus with them? Will you tell your neighbors that God has rescued you? Will you tell them of the God who saves? Will you tell them of God's grace that redeems? Will you tell them of Christ? Kevin recently introduced to us this neighborhood map that you can see ...on the screens marking off 3,600 households between Valleydale and Highway 119 and Highway 280 and Caldwell Mill Road. And friend, I I want us to adopt this community as a primary mission field for the people who comprise Meadowbrook Baptist Church. The Lord has placed us right in this community and we've already begun doing this through several engaged Meadowbrook opportunities and initiatives going together into portions of the neighborhood to pray and share for folks as the Lord opens doors. And church, God is blessing those efforts. He is blessing those efforts and those conversations. He is working through your willingness to go and represent Him, him faithfully. We're all called to represent Him. God calls His rescued people to represent Him to the nations of the world. And so this is something that we're going to do together. We're going to have opportunities forthcoming, training initiatives and opportunities to go out into the community together. And the next opportunity will be March the 14th, that afternoon, at 2 o'clock. We'll gather, we'll have a brief time of training and prayer, and then we'll go out and we'll trust the Lord to lead by His grace and according to His will. This is something that we're going to do about every other month, every six or eight weeks for the remainder of this year. But imagine, church, imagine the potential impact if we touched every home represented in this shaded area. Imagine the impact if we touched every home, all 3,600 plus of them on this map this year, asking God to give us opportunities to share Jesus. Church, would you join me in that prayer? We pray that the Lord would lead in that way, that he would shine the light of his gospel and his grace through his people here. A daunting task, but a task I believe that we can accomplish together. As we take ownership of our mission field, I believe God will equip us. I believe God will encourage us to engage our neighbors with the gospel of Jesus. And friends, to help us do just that, let me introduce you to A tool via video. Let's watch this short video. We can use the technology of today and use it as a harvest tool to reach souls for Christ.
1: And now we have this incredible tool, blesseveryhome.com. We're taking the latest consumer data and merging it with current mapping technology. To pray for every single person in our community by name. Sign up free at blesseveryhome.com. And you'll receive a map and list of your neighbors along with the tools to pray for them by name, care for, and share the gospel with them. The ease of use and convenience has literally taken away every excuse that we could possibly come up with for why we can't engage the Lord on our neighbor's behalf. There's also the ability to print out a list of names if you don't even have a computer. You can even highlight your Pray, Care, Share journey with each neighbor home using the colored icon. Red means you are praying for that home. Yellow shows you know each other by name, and you are caring for them. Choose green when you are actively sharing the gospel. Make the home blue when those neighbors are active disciples of Christ. Each neighbor home has its own journal. You can also choose to receive scheduled reminder emails with the next five neighbor homes to pray for that day. Your members will see their neighborhood in a whole new light.
0: What are we waiting on? The harvest is now. Our prayer is that every
1: single home in America is being prayed for by name.
0: So church, here's a tool, a simple web-based tool. It's not perfect by any stretch, but an opportunity to help us track individually how we are engaging those around us with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And So let me encourage you, let me encourage you, Meadowbrook, to consider signing up uh, for this tool there's a way that you can sign up it will give you as you saw there on the website it'll give you uh, uh, particular homes that you can customize you can say I want to target these five neighbors these 10 neighbors these 15 these 20 neighbors I want to be intentional about praying for them and get, getting to know them and ultimately as the Lord leads sharing the gospel with them and let me encourage you to tie that back to Meadowbrook Baptist Church. In other words, you can go in, and when you sign up, and we'll provide an opportunity for you to do this via our newsletter this week, but you can also do so on our mission wall even today with a QR code that is there. You can scan that from your camera, and it'll take you straight to a sign-up link that ties your name uh, to this local church so that together we can see what God is doing through His church So it's confidential. It's not that other church members will see who your neighbors are and what you're doing, but it's a way that we can say, okay, we have a hundred lights in our church family who are shining the gospel in these neighborhoods. And this many people have been prayed for and have had the gospel shared with them. We know that there are this many believers celebrating what God has done in this way. Friends, God calls his rescued people to represent him. He calls us to represent him to the nations of the world. We are called to represent Christ. But notice, notice that neither Israel nor we are called to do this alone. God calls his rescued people to represent him to the nations of the world. And God calls his rescued people, his people, to represent him to the nations of the world. A collective covenant community. The people who have been saved by the grace of God, who've been set apart to point the people of the world to our rescuing God. God said to Israel next to this chapter 19, He said, now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations, you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. A kingdom of priests. And a holy nation, meaning a people, plural, a people transformed by the grace of God, whose witness to God's power and grace shines through what they do together, together with one another, alongside one another, with each other for the good of one another and for the exaltation of Jesus, the same Jesus who said, love one another As I have loved you, so you must love one another by this. Everyone will know that you are my disciples. Everyone will know that you are my people if you love one another. See, throughout the Bible, we see that God rescues people to be his people together. He doesn't call us to be lone ranger Christians. He calls us to be his people together just as the Israelites were to shine the light of Christ collectively. So are we. The church is to be the gospel made visible, a people devoted to Christ and each other, serving together to carry the name of Jesus to the ends of the earth. Friends, God calls His rescued people to represent Him to the nations of the world. So let's join with His people. Join the church. Join with His people. Join Join the church by being saved, by turning to Christ for salvation by grace alone through faith alone. Join the church by being saved, and join the church through local church membership, by belonging to a local body, a particular body of believers, growing together, encouraging one another, caring for one another, loving one another for the overall good and growth of the church and the witness of the gospel, and then join the church, join the church in ministry, serving together, alongside one another, striving for growth together. Brothers and sisters, we've been transformed by the grace of God to know and to care and to love one another. And one tool being launched this Tuesday after a long pause from this to help us with this is a new updated digital church directory. We began that process almost a year ago. And as you know, if you've been with us for a while, that was suddenly halted due to to COVID and shifting of responsibilities and opportunities, but know that that is coming and we're going to have an opportunity through the church newsletter this week where you can go in and sign up directly through the email that the church has on file for you and have access to that directory. It's going to be updated and updatable, if that's a word, along the way. And if you don't do... Uh, email if you don't do uh, smartphones or tablets or computers then you let us know and we'll provide a hard copy for you but let's get to know one another may 2021 be a year that we join together with the people of God and imagine the impact if this local church family once again was comprised of people who yes were committed to Christ devoted to Christ but also to each other who were committed to getting to know each other and loving each other and caring for one another and gathering together with one another to open the word together and to serve together and to challenge one another that we might walk with Christ together. Friends, God calls His rescued people to represent Him to the nations of the world. God calls His rescued people to represent Him to the nations of the world. And God calls His rescued people to represent Him to the nations of the world. Friends, what a weighty responsibility it is that we have to represent God. Friends, what a gift that we have in the church, being part of a redeemed people together, a household of faith, a family of believers. But friends, don't miss this. Left to ourselves, we will fail miserably at fulfilling this call. We cannot do it. I cannot do it. You can't do it. We can't even do it together, for the task entrusted to us can only be accomplished by God's power at work in us. And praise God, it's not about us, it's about Him. The responsibility, the privilege, the honor of representing God in our homes and in our communities and to the nations can and only happen as God displays His power to those who are rescued by His grace. Friends, have you been rescued by His grace? Have you been rescued by God. Have you been saved by Him? Representing God is about the presence of God and the people of God who have been rescued by the grace of God. In Exodus chapter 3 verse 7, the Lord says, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers and I am concerned about their suffering and so I have come down to rescue them. God says, I, I've come down to, to rescue them. I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Friends, God's gracious character, it is who He is. His gracious character captures the hearts of His people, moving them to know Him and to worship Him and to live for Him. God uses people who respond to His love by loving Him. In other words, God uses people who are walking with Him. He says, tell the Israelites, Moses, tell the Israelites to bring me an offering. You are to receive the offering for me from everyone whose heart prompts them to give. He says, then have them make a sanctuary for me and I will dwell among them. God wants our hearts, church. He wants our hearts. Not a God who forces our worship, but His rescuing love woos the hearts of the saved to spend their lives for His glory. And church, the same God, the same one who heard the cries of the Israelites and came down to rescue them, the same God who rescued Israel through Moses has rescued us in Jesus. For He has rescued us, Paul says, He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into his kingdom, the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Friends, that's the God that we worship. That's the God that we adore. That's the God who rescues, the one who forgives, the one who comes down from heaven to dwell among sinners, dwelling among sinners by tabernacling in the desert among the homeless tribes of Israel and then tabernacling in Galilee as the son of man sent to save. Friends, the God of scripture saves sinners that they may know him. He has saved us. He has rescued us by His grace that we might know Him, that we might live for Him. He rescues slaves that they may be in relationship with Him. Have you been rescued by Him? Friend, are you in relationship with Him? Are you right with Him? God calls His rescued people to represent Him to the nations of the world. What is this great rescue? Friends, it is Him. It is God Him. Self, It is God with us. We get God. Because of His mercy and His grace, we get Him a forever relationship with the Lord God Almighty. In the gospel, we get God. Friends, see God's heart for you. See His heart for you. See the heart of God. God, for you, why in the world would the hearts of the Israelites prompt them to give gold and silver and other riches to build Yahweh a sanctuary in their midst? And why in the world would we spend our lives making much of Jesus? Because He has shown His gracious character to us. Because we realize that despite our sin, God wants to be with us. That He loves us. That His heart is set on us. Church, God loves us. His heart is set on you. He sees you. He knows you. He cares deeply for you. He wants to be in relationship with you. He loves you and He wants to be known by you. He has given His Son to be known by you. See God's heart for you and, friend, give your heart to Him. Give Jesus your heart. Give your heart to To the one who loves you supremely. Who loves you unconditionally. Who loves you enough that he has sent his son to pay the price of your salvation. Give Jesus your heart. Surrender to him. Trust in him. Walk with him. Walk with him. And as you do, friend, as we do, the God who rescues us will use us. To represent Him to the nations of the world. So imagine, church, imagine imagine a people known as Meadowbrook Baptist Church. Nestled in this community. Who are committed to representing Jesus. So much so that we are walking with Jesus in the home. And we are pouring into our families that they may hear and respond to the gospel of grace. And so much so that we are investing in our neighborhoods and communities, shining the light of the gospel of Jesus, being intentional about getting to know those around us so that we may have opportunity to tell them about Jesus. Imagine a people committed to this together who are committed to coming together, gathering together weekly, for the sake of encouragement and accountability and growth together in Christ. But all that is mute. All of that is pointless if we are not a people who are walking with Jesus, who are abiding in Christ, who are resting in His love day after day after day. So imagine a people who are walking with Jesus, a people who are reading His Word, who are bowing before Him, who are loving Him, who are delighting in His love. May we be a people who delight in His love. And may 2021 be a year where we grow in depth in that way, walking with Christ and in breath as we strive to reach those around us with this good news of salvation in Christ. And this morning we have opportunity once again to remember this sacrifice, this gift, this gift of life in Jesus we do that experientially. We do that visibly as we participate in communion. So let me encourage you this morning as you take out that communion cup and wafer to reflect on the body of Jesus that was broken for us. To remember the, the blood of, of Jesus that was spilled for us. To, to look back and to see our Savior, the King of kings, one who lived the perfect life that we didn't, the one who gave his life in our place to look back and to see Jesus hanging on the cross of Calvary out of love for you, to look back and to remember Jesus. And as you do, let me encourage you also to look up and to see Christ who is now resurrected and alive, sitting on God's throne. Reigning even now as the King of all kings and Lord of our lords. Reigning even now and forever and ever. To look back and see the price of your salvation. To look up and to see Christ on the throne. And to look around and to see brothers and sisters who likewise have been saved by God's grace. And brought together into a family with you. And to look ahead and anticipate the return of the King the fulfillment of God's promises through Jesus to look ahead and anticipate, even now as we participate in the Lord's Supper, to long for and to anticipate the return of our Savior and King and His presence with His people, unhindered by sin, forever and ever and ever. Would you bow with me as we prepare for communion? Father, we thank You this morning for the opportunity to remember, Lord, to remember with thanksgiving, Father, to celebrate the sacrifice of your Son, our Savior, Father, to celebrate and to delight in what it is that you have done for us. And so, Lord, this morning we acknowledge that we do not deserve your love, Father, that none of us Have earned it, nor could we, but by your grace you have extended it to us in Jesus. And so, Father, this morning we eat and remember, we eat and we celebrate life in Jesus. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, brothers and sisters in Christ, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, let me encourage you even now to take that bread... And to remember the body of our Lord that was broken for us. To remember his words. "Take and eat. And remember the body of Christ broken for our salvation. Likewise, church, as we take the cup. And we see the juice. The red juice. We are reminded of The blood of the Lamb, blood that covers our sins, the blood, the only blood that is sufficient for our salvation. And so likewise, we remember our Savior's words on the night that he was betrayed and we take and we drink remembering Christ's blood spilled for our sins. Let's drink and remember. And, Father, we give you thanks this morning for reason to remember. Father, we give you thanks this morning for reason to gather and reason to celebrate. And, Father, even now we pray that we would respond to the truths of the gospel. Father, that we would respond to the person of of Jesus in ways that exalt his name. Lord, guide us as we sing. Guide us as we pray. Guide us as we confess. Father, guide us as we express faith in you. And, Father, we pray. We pray that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear and faith to believe. We pray, Lord, that you would give us hands and feet to follow. Lord, guide us even now as we respond to the gospel of Jesus. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.